What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show, and welcome to the week in review for Monday, September 28th, 2020. I hope you all had a great Monday. I had a pretty decent one myself. And you know what? This last week of wrestling, I've got to say, it's pretty darn good. It was pretty darn good. Plenty of things to get to on this week's edition of the Week in Review. But let's first get into some positives that happened this past week in the world of professional wrestling. Stuff I liked. The Clash of Champions pay-per-view. Boy, did that deliver. You can hear that review in the archives wherever you find your podcast, Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I gotta say, though, the latter match, the Reigns-Jey Uso match, were both pretty darn good, along with the ambulance match with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. But if you want to hear more thoughts on my some more of my thoughts on that, listen to that review in the archives. Also, last week, though it was hastily booked, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley for the AEW World Championship. It was supposed to be a six-man tag, which turned into a world title match because Lance Archer tested positive for COVID. But they delivered. Kingston and Moxley delivered a hard-hitting affair that worked. It worked out pretty well. I enjoyed it. Also, if you haven't checked this out on the Fight app, definitely recommend checking this out. The Ring of Honor Pure Tournament. It's a different set of rules than normal professional wrestling. No open hand punches. One open hand punch. It's like a warning. And they only can do, not open-handed punches, but they can do open-handed slaps instead of punches. But if you get caught punching, first time it's a warning. And I think second time is a disqualification. There's only three rope breaks each person gets. And then also, they only, they can't have any interference. Any interference results in that person getting fired from Ring of Honor. Which I think that's cool. It focuses on the wrestling aspect of things. In the past two weeks, have really delivered some pretty good matches. The first round matchups included Jay Lethal against Dalton Castle, Jonathan Gresham against Wheeler Yuta. Lethal and Gresham both won. They are the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions currently. And then this past week, we had David Finley against Rocky Romero. Finley gets the victory. And then Delirious versus Matt Seidel. Seidel gets the win was a pretty darn enjoyable uh, match there, too. It's kind of surprising because Delirious Tech really usually goes for the comedy-style match, but he, he took things pretty darn seriously here, and he looks really good. He looks really, really good. And these guys delivered a really good match on the Pure Tournament. You can watch Ring of Honor TV on the Fight app. Definitely recommend you go and check that out. Also... I got to take another thing from the AEW Dynamite, the Brody Lee Orange Cassidy TNT Championship match. That was really, really well done. And then I love the Cody coming back. I love seeing Cody come back post match. And I liked that he came out with the darker attire, the dark suit, the dark hair is back. It 
that loss to Brody Lee, that devastating loss, changed him. That is sometimes what we're lacking when they bring characters back from injury or losses. They failed with, WWE failed that with AJ Styles. They had a perfect opportunity to shift AJ Styles' character to much a much darker side, but they did not because COVID got in the way and they just had to bring him back on the show willy-nilly with no real character change at all. But they did it right here with Cody for AEW. Maybe it was a little early, but you know what? I'm fine with it. I liked it. Definitely like the shift in his character, the more darker side of uh, Cody Rhodes we'll be seeing here soon. Let's get into the news, though. Some bigger news out of this week was Retribution revealing their names. Dominic Dijakovic was identified as T-Bone, Dio Madden as Mace, and Shane Thorne as Slapjack. I hated these names. I Well, I still hate these names. These names are absolutely atrocious. And I hope the hope it improves. I hope this retribution angle works out, but it's not worked out so far, in my opinion. What they have been doing on social media, T-Bar, Slapjack, and Mace, have, and uh, also Mercedes Martinez and Mia Yim, which uh, Mia Yim's been named Reckoning, They've been doing a pretty good job. They, they're, I think they're getting free reign on Twitter practically. Other than like saying super bad cuss words and all this other stuff. But they went after Brian Alvarez at one time. They talked to Simon Miller at one time from what culture. They have a lot of uh, free range on this uh, social media platform. They're starting to make up a little bit for it. But the television stuff's got to click. They had a disqualification finish last week before a clash, I'm pretty sure, if I if I remember correct. And that was their debut match. And they get DQ'd. Didn't make any sense to me. But hopefully it improves from here. And we'll see where this goes with Retribution. Maybe they'll headline Survivor Series. Who knows? A big bit of news that came out of this week also was Stephanie McMahon. She apparently sold 43% of her WWE stock. And that Dave Meltzer uh, posted that on Twitter that she did uh, last week, six days ago. And that's a big chunk of stock. I don't know what the move was for that. I have no idea. It is completely out of my expertise. I have no idea what's going on, but there's something fishy going on, I feel like. But who knows? But Meltzer also said this. He said this is the worst timing possible to do that because the stock is at its lowest price in a long time. So, why sell it now? That's the question that comes up. I don't know why, but we might find out sooner rather than later. 
out of Impact Wrestling. We don't do a ton of Impact Wrestling news, but PW Insider reported that both Rob Van Dam and Katie Forbes are officially done with Impact Wrestling, and they made their last appearance on last week's Impact Wrestling, where RVD got a win over uh, Sammy Callahan, but then Callahan would hit throw a chair at RVD and then pile drive Katie Forbes post match. And the two are leaving apparently due to their storyline ending. And RVD had been working on a series of short term agreements with Impact, and he really was never signed with a contract. It could return in the future, possibly. We'll see if they will do that. I don't know. RVD's almost 50 years old. He can still go. He's a bit slower than he used to be. The match I saw on Impact last week wasn't very good. Wasn't very good in my opinion, but RVD still can go on occasion. He's very valuable asset. He's got plenty of experience. And, well, look at Ken Shamrock. That guy's 55 years old and still can go. RVD is still in incredible shape for his age. And he can definitely be a valuable asset to any locker room he's in. And possibly the biggest news out of this week, this past week, is the increased chatter going on for a possible Ronda Rousey return, maybe in time for WrestleMania in 2021. Yeah, we haven't seen Ronda Rousey on TV since WrestleMania 35 back in 2019 when she lost the winner-take-all triple threat women's championship match for for the Raw and SmackDown women's championship. But we saw a couple weeks ago that uh, on her Instagram that she had been training with Rowdy Roddy Piper's daughter. Huh. What does this bring if Ronda Rousey does come back. I assume they'll wait until fans come back if she does come back. I know she was trying to get pregnant uh, for the past couple of years. But maybe she is eyeing a return to wrestling at this point. What this adds is some star power that is desperately needed on Raw and SmackDown, one of the shows, if she does decide to come back. And... It elevates the division as a whole. But the problem this brings up is WWE's lack of being able to create new stars. They have not been able to create new stars recently. They have kind of stuck to their main three people in the women's division on Raw and SmackDown. They have stuck with Asuka, Bailey and Sasha Banks. And they have really yet to bring anybody up to bring them up to their level. Like, even close to their level. They have been constantly on TV time and time again. Not not that they're doing anything bad. They are all fantastic. But you've got to get these other people on television and you got to raise their star a little bit. Because we can't be doing the same matches over and over and over and over again every single week. you got to get some people up to their level or close to 
so we can create some new stars. Bianca Belair was gone from television for the longest of time. I think they just completely forgot about her until recently. They finally put a vignette of her on Raw last week, which was honestly not very good vignette. I think she's got potential. She's got star power. She's got the look. She's got charisma, off-the-charts charisma. I don't know what else is missing. She's super-duper athletic. She hits a freaking 450. A 450. And you can't get her on Raw. You relegate her to main event. I can't forget about Peyton Royce. Peyton Royce supposedly separated from the Iconics. They she, uh, broke up with Billy Kay. They broke up the tag team. But then, the two weeks later, they're supposedly working together again. Peyton, not Peyton, but Billy managing Peyton Royce. What? You break a team up and then you get them back together a week later. It's mind-boggling. Raw is one of the most confusing shows on all of television. And hopefully gets better moving forward. SmackDown from what I've been seeing, has been a really great show recently. SmackDown has been a lot better than Raw. Hopefully, Raw can get somewhat close to that level. Raw has some great things going for them. They have Drew McIntyre as WWE Champion. He's doing a great job during this pandemic era. They also have The Hurt Business, Cedric, MVP, Bobby Lashley, and Shelton Benjamin. MVP is the literal MVP of career revivals. He has revived his own career. He's revived Bobby Lashley's career. He has revived Cedric's career. He has revived Shelton Benjamin's career just by managing them, being a part of this group. But I got off, I got off point. I got off point for a moment. The Ronda Rousey addition to Raw would be, Raw or SmackDown, would be helpful. But they need to get other people near that level. They need to build new stars, create new stars. They're starting to do that with Zelina Vega, but I think her push is a little too much too soon. They need to work her up. Work her up instead of launching her into the stratosphere at the beginning. There's only a a handful of people you can do that with. Keith Lee is definitely one of those guys. They've been using him on Raw, but it doesn't seem like he has any direction at all. Hopefully they find some direction for him here soon because otherwise he's going to get lost in the shuffle like a lot of people. But... There's plenty of other names to go around that, but the women's division needs to build more depth before having Rousey come back. They need to get their rosters in line. They need to really create some new stars because they can't be relying on Bailey, Sasha, and Asuka for much longer because the fans will stop caring and will turn off their televisions and change the channel, actually, to something else. 
But that's all I've got to say on that. For my takes on other things in wrestling, mainly the Raw, AEW Dynamite, and Impact Wrestling television shows, follow me on Twitter, at SigDaddyWrestle. And if you want to listen to any other episode of the show, whether it be an episode of The Weekend Review, my pay-per-view reviews, or maybe my retro pay-per-view reviews that I did previously, you can all you can you can find all of that and more in the archives on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and plenty other podcasting platforms. And while you're there, especially on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave me a five-star review. It is much appreciated. Until next time, this is Skylar Sig Daddy Sigmund signing off. Thanks for listening. And so long, everybody.